Hello, and welcome to another episode of Body Liberation for All. I'm your host and decolonized wellness and body image coach, Dahlia Kinsey. I help queer folks of color heal their struggles with shame and self-acceptance through nutrition and self-care so they can live the most fierce, liberated, and joyful version of their lives. Yeah, they might try to put you in a box. Tell them that you don't accept. When the world is tripping out, tell them that you love yourself. Hey, hey, smile on them. Live your life just how you like it. It's your party. Negativity is not invited. For my queer folk, my trans, people of color, let your voice be heard. Look in the mirror and say that it's time to put me first. You were born to win. Head up high with confidence. This show is for everyone. So I thank you for tuning in. Let's go. Internalized stigma is a funny thing. Even when we break out of the bondage of heteronormativity, a lot of us still decide to bring with us into our present tense old, rigid gender roles that are clearly heteronormative and not based in the reality of so many of our lives. Today, I'm speaking with Sean Crenshaw from Be True, Be You, a dating site centered on women who love black women. I love this conversation because it's centered on giving your own bias a closer look when it comes to toxic masculinity and gender roles within communities of women that love women. And also, Sean gave a lot of general dating advice through a lens that we don't always get access to. Please reach out to me and let me know what your takeaway from the episode was. I'm a Available on Instagram. That's Dahlia Kinsey RD. And of course, you can respond directly to messages when you get them through the mailing list. Remember, the only fee for the show is that you share it with others anytime you hear something useful. Taking a little screenshot, sharing that you're listening to the show, tagging me on Instagram, liking and reviewing the show. All of this helps me reach more people with QT BIPOC-centered health and happiness content. I really want to reach as many people as possible and to expand my community. So if you could take a screenshot, post it to IG, tag me, that would be awesome. And always, if there's anything I can do to make it easier for you to share this with your network, please just shoot me a DM and let me know. All right, let's get right into the interview. You almost have to create your own bubble Mm -hmm. and just having all that heteronormative stuff around all the time. Number one, it's boring. And two, it's toxic to only see one representation of how people are and how people fall in love. Yeah. What made you realize how skimpy our options are Uh as far as dating sites, romance sites, places where you connect with other people are for queer folks, especially for queer women, because it really seems like in the gay community, the people who get the most attention and have the most resources are the cis men Mm -hmm. and everybody else. I mean, the letters are there, but it's like, I read the other day that in the eighties, there were over 200 gay clubs for women in the United States. And Um, we were down to like 80 before the pandemic. And the focus of the article is 
how many of these clubs are going to make it through the pandemic and what happened to nightlife for lesbian women. It just seems like in general, in the gay community, it's all about the cis men. It is. It totally, totally is. I was just, you know, I was just thinking about the last time I went to uh, Southern Decadence in New Orleans, all of the events were really, even though it was gay friendly, of course, to everybody, but a lot of the the events were set up for men. It was just sort of like a big D contest and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It's like, you know, I'm a pass. I mean, I'm good. I'm going to go drink. I'm going to go drink. Um, And that's not the only thing that they did. They did a lot of fun events. There was a parade. And of course, everybody was included. But a lot of the individual things that they had set up for us to do were really um, about the cis men. That's where the site came from is because of the fact that I did not find a place because I came out later in life. I did not find a place that I could go to and feel comfortable with. And, you know, I didn't want to be the only lesbian in the room. I wanted to meet all of the lesbians and I wanted to talk to them. Not that I don't love gay men. You know, two of my favorite people in the world are gay men and I love them and I appreciate them. But I did want a place for us as well. And they're just not, they're just not, they're just so, like you said, they're so far apart. They're not near. To think we only had 200 and then it went down to 80. That just kills me. It's mind boggling. When I saw it, I was like, 200, what? Like that can't be right. Like if someone would have told me 200 was the number now, I'd have been like, nah, 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 nah. But to hear it went down to 80. Right. And only 200 in the United States. So that's re- that's ridiculous. That's that's ridiculous. Because yeah. uh, where I live in North Carolina, we have restaurants on and bars. You can't, you know, you could throw a rock and you'll hit a restaurant or a bar. So why aren't these in- inclusive places or just places created for us? Because I'm not one of those people that want to, I don't want us, I don't want us to be segregated, but I also don't want to be where I'm not welcome. So right. I do want us, I do want us to have our own spaces as well. So I definitely like the idea of being able to center the space Mm -hmm. and if and only if people feel comfortable, then you can have like a little wiggle room, but you don't want it to get to the point where the people the space was created for get outnumbered. Like if your sister wants to go out (laughs) with you and be your wing person, okay, but it can get to the point where there's like, where you're searching for lesbians at the lesbian club. That's ridiculous. That's that's (laughs) That is also a thing that happens. It is. It happens all the time. And it's, it's hard too, because the, the, the straight women, they have an issue as well, because there are some men don't know how that don't know how to just take a no for an answer. Um, and they just kind of want to sit down and have a drink with their girls and have fun. So I understand why they're there. But like I said, it creates a dilemma. For, like you said, it creates a dilemma for us as well. Because if there's no, there are no lesbians there, there are no bisexual women there, there's no trans women there. It's kind of like, okay, well, I'm just, I could go to Applebee's. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How do you strike that balance? Because I do find that in general, and of course, with every generalization, it's not true of everybody. But generally speaking, most people socialized as female seem mm-hmm. to want to communicate with potential partners. Right. So you don't usually just want an atmosphere that's about hooking up. Yes. You want one that's friendly and warm because you want to, like women tend to have sex with people. They don't just like go around banging right. it out for no reason. I right. mean, some people do and sometimes yeah. If you feel like it, go for it. But in right. general, 
I don't really see that being something we do over the long term. No, that's the key for the long term, because we all have that space in that moment where we're just like, you know what, I just want somebody here for tonight. But it just gets it gets older after a while because we tend to want more. And again, this isn't to to tear down men, but we tend to want more. And that's all I feel like it's just a phase sometimes in our lives. You are going to have some women that get older and they're still in that phase. And that's their life. That's their life. Uh, but yeah, so basically balancing is is the hardest thing as far as me creating a site for them because of the fact that um, we do have to figure out where their headspace is. I don't offer my site to women that are just for uh, looking for that one night stand. I'll be honest with you. If they came to me and said, hey, should I join your site? I just want to I just want to smash it and leave. I would probably suggest that they go to other sites because there are many right. sites that have been created for that, right? Um, but the, the, you know, the real, the reality of it is, oh my God, I forgot my point. See, getting old. Okay. <laughs> Are you 40? I'm almost 40. I just had my 39th birthday. No, and I, 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 oh wait, I, what did you say? I said, are you recording? Oh, yes. I thought you said, are you 40? See, wow, that was some old people (laughs) shit right there. (laughs) You forgot and I couldn't hear. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm like, I need to turn up my belt. Oh my God. Okay, okay, no, 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 no. Okay, so let me start (laughs) over. So as far as the balance is concerned, what I offer on my site is simply, um, I think about, women that do want that balance. So I don't say, hey, come on here, get that that one hookup and get off and you're good. I also don't offer them a ring and a wedding chapel at the end of a week. I really want them to come in, meet each other. So we have events that we do so they can just come online. We just talk to each other in a Zoom meeting and whatever conversations is going on that week, it, it could be anything. It could be anything deep like George Floyd. It could be, or Trump, or it could just be, why can't I find somebody that's worth my time? Whatever they want to talk about, we do unapologetic conversations and we just talk to each other so that they can have another way to talk to each other because a lot of us are a little bit nervous about saying hello or hi first so if they meet them in one of those sessions they don't have to be nervous about saying hi they can say hey I really love what you said the other night in that session and they can start the conversation that way even though I want them just to talk to each other I underhandedly also want to give them a chance to meet each other so they don't have to stress out about um, saying hi to somebody and feeling like that person is going to say oh I, you know, this person wants to marry me. They know we just had a conversation. They know how cool you are and that kind of thing. So I try to offer things that balance out the conversation so that they can talk to each other. Um, Another thing that we do on our site is that we created profiles so that you can put as many pictures on your profile as you want to, and you can put captions under them so that they can see that you have let's say that you took a cruise, they can see that you went on a cruise and they can say, oh, you know, the Bahamas is my favorite place to go. And I know we're in COVID, but just, you know, after COVID, that's, those are some of the things that we can put on there. So again, you don't have to worry about saying hi, you can just comment on their picture that they have Mm -hmm. on their profile and just say, hey, do you, do you like to do cruises a lot? That's my favorite thing. And you're starting a conversation. The point of it is to slow it down so they can take their time get to know each other, and then they can make a decision. If you decide that, let's say that you meet me and you just say, hey, you know what? I you know, I would like to just spend a couple of days with her, but I don't want to be with her forever. That's fine. Pick me and then pick somebody else. Because if I'm with that, 
that's a great experience that we can have together and then we can both go about our business. So I'm not here to in, induct anybody into church and say, no, only one woman, no, only one woman. <laughs> um, you know, talk to everybody that you can, but there's just different ways to start conversations. Um, we don't want to encourage you to come into the site and thinking about forever because relationships are work. You do right. have to take the time to get to know somebody. We often get fooled by how pretty someone is and we decide, oh, that's my angel. That's my forever. But angel might be a little bit messed up. There, there are some things that may have happened to her in her life that haven't gotten her to where she needs to be. And she may drag you down uh, with her. So we really need to take our time and just to get to know, just to get to know each other and don't get on the site. Like I said, thinking about the one, just think about, you know what, I want to meet some people. That's how we want you to think. And that way, even if you make three new friends and don't date anybody, it's worth it because we all need more gay friends, right? Yeah, I'm this is true. <laughs> and have you thought about, there's so many things that people don't tell you if you're not being socialized in a way that actually suits your orientation. So probably most of us have heard all kinds of tropes about dating, marriage and romance in opposite gender cis couples. Uh -huh. But have we heard about how do we manage when you respect and care about another person and you do not want to be with them in a romantic way anymore? Mm -hmm. How do you navigate that? What does that conversation look like? How do we do these things in an ethical way if we're a person who, you know, a lot of people because we've yeah. all been inundated with messages about forever, forever, forever. Yes, true yes. love is forever. I think that true love can also be temporary. It like can. it's it's a thing. For that but there's so many people that think, hey, they can say they're not looking for something long term, but once they meet me and get to know me and fall in love with me, they're gonna change their mind. Sometimes that happens. Nine times out of ten, that doesn't happen. Usually exactly what the person said they wanted. <laughs> is what they still want, you know, and yes. it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It mm -hmm. means that that's kind of this lie we've all been sold that like, right. oh, but if everything's going well, and if I act the right way, they're going to suddenly want to be my forever person. Right. There's so many things that I would love to say, oh, and this is how you do that. But I don't even take that I don't even take that on. What I do is I get them together. And then I told you we have sessions and mm -hmm. those sessions are also involving coaches. So I will have our coaches come on and they can come in and we can have situations where it's a small group, maybe five people where you're really comfortable and you can ask the questions that you need to ask. There's a couple of different ways that we can do coaching sessions, but um, you will be able to talk to people that can help you work through the things that you need to work through. Because yeah, sometimes it's is hard to say goodbye. I remember one time um, a person broke up with me and I just said it. I was like, why did we pretend all of this? And they basically said that they didn't want to hurt my feelings. Oh, but this doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we got to be brave enough to have those conversations in the beginning. When we start feeling it, we need to talk to each other about it so that when we leave, we can leave. And everybody's not going to hug and say, nice try. We did it. And high five and walk out the door. Uh, but, yeah. at least, you know, but at least we can have a, a conversation with each other and not ghost people. Because what it does is it kills people's ideas about what love is, because if you're pretending the whole time, uh, that person is going to say, well, the next person that does that is just faking. 
And we got to be really careful about how we treat people because that is what they learn about love. The things that we need to do when it comes to love is we definitely need to be honest with ourselves about what we want. So if it's not what you want from the beginning, just be honest and say that. There's going to be, because I've had that woman as well, when I knew she wasn't what I wanted, but she just kept, every time, every time I told her that I didn't want, I don't want that and I, I don't want that. So I think we should just be friends. Well, no, but she always had a reason why. You know, don't let people talk you into something that you know you don't want, first of all. Yeah. Um, but again, like I said, we we have coaches that will come on and do some sessions with us and make us uh, think about how we can handle things in relationships, because relationships are not always about um forever after and happiness. Sometimes relationships are about talking to each other and deciding what you truly, truly want. Um, and I don't, again, I've never been to school for relationship coaching and I'm not going to pretend that I have, but I definitely have people in place that will do that for us. And then if you want to take something offline with them, you definitely can. It's really interesting that everybody wants love, but they don't necessarily know how to love and they don't necessarily know how to be honest with themselves or with the person that they are actually dating. Yeah, it's tough yeah. because I rarely see that modeled for anybody. Mm -hmm. it's true. It, it, you're usually taught that you have to project this refined or like airbrushed version of yourself yep. to snag or entangle the person. <laughs> yes. And then what, <laughs> once they're all attached, then you can like <laughs> ease out your true self. Yeah. But that's not necessary. Every pot mm -hmm. has its cover. You can totally right. be yourself and somebody's going to be into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you haven't accepted that you're okay, it's going to be really hard to trust that you can be honest about who you are with Absolutely. a potential partner. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be blocking your own blessings because when that person that comes your way that should be with you, they're going to be placing everything that the other person did on them. And that's not fair to them. That's not fair to you either, because people are going to be walking away from you and you could actually be with that person that you wanted to be with. I know I've told you this story before, but I went to a lesbian wedding once and there was a couple there that don't look like the average 10 that society creates. <laughs> Um, I don't believe in the tens, but I'm saying this because you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I'm saying, I'm describing them this way because of the fact that, again, they don't meet that average 10. Because between the two of them, when they smiled, they had about 10 teeth all together. And they just did not look like the, the cute couple that people idolize. Um, but she got up and she started dancing and she was doing her little shimmy or whatever you want to call it. And he could not be more pleased. He was so proud of her and he was smiling. He was like, yeah, that's my baby. That's my baby. And I looked at those two and I got straight up jealous. I was like, see, these two, they know what love's about. It's not about what yeah. they look like to somebody else. It's what they look like to each other. And I mean, to me, that's what love looks like. So you can't be worried about what you look like. And first of all, if somebody met you in a certain way, and then when they meet you and all they want to do is change you, that's not the person for you. And I'm telling you something you already know, but a lot of us out there right now changing who we are because that person that met us in a certain way, they want us to change to whatever it is they prefer. And we can't accept that, y'all. We've got to accept that um, what you are is good enough. And if you have if you have a, a goal to lose weight or if you have a goal to eat better, that's good because that's coming from you. But don't lose weight because somebody said they'd love you more if you lost weight. Because what's going right. to happen, if you lose that weight, they're still not, they're going to find another reason not to love you. So 
Anyway, don't get me started. Um, I mean, there are a lot of people out there who will use, they will look for things that they see you are insecure about mm -hmm. to try and keep you in this place of yes. feeling dependent and feeling like, oh, I better not lose this relationship because mm -hmm. look at all these tragic flaws they're pointing out. I better yep. do what they tell me to do and be grateful because yep. I can't find anyone else. No one's going to love me like this person. Look, they found all these flaws and they still like me. Yeah. That is a scam. And there, it's very, very easy to fall for it. If you've been in relationships mm -hmm. that weren't very nurturing growing mm -hmm. up. Yep. Um, if you haven't got a solid foundation about accepting who you are and knowing that you're fine just how you are, it doesn't yes. mean that there isn't room for tweaks and improvement, but you don't have to change anything to be worthy of love. You're mm -hmm. worthy of love as you are at this moment. No improvements required. Yep. If you decide to change something because it's not working in your life yes. for you, then great. But you don't need to do anything special to be worthy you don't. of love. When they met you, they knew who you were. And if they're not happy with that, that's their loss. And that's right. all there is to it. And that's, again, that's why one of the reasons I created the site, because I wanted to create a place where looks wasn't the foundation for them meeting. So when you get on my site, your matches come up, but you don't see their pictures. You see what their life purpose is. What is, what is the one thing about life that they feel like you need to know, they need to know, um, I'm sorry, you need to know about them. Uh, before they even see what you look like. And that way, um, if you like what you're seeing there and their life message might be, you know, um, you know, carpe diem, it could be, you know, go for it if you think life is right, or it could be a long, big soliloquy. But if that's who they are and you like that, then you can just click on their picture and their, their picture will come up and you will see what they look like and that will help you determine. That's another way that we try to slow it down because we always get caught up in looks. And I'm gonna tell you one thing that I can say for sure. And this isn't some, you know, this isn't some strong thing that I figured out on my own. This is just life. Whenever the, the super pretty girl gets on a site or gets on a, a page where people can talk to each other, that is the one that gets the most likes. That is the one that gets the most conversations. But but the reality of it is she's going to get hit up by thousands of chicks and she so she's got a lot of people to choose from what about the other person that doesn't look like kelly Rowland, who is like who i have a crush on for real um and she's the only she's the only uh, straight woman i've ever had a crush on um but <laughs> anyway oh, i don't know why i didn't even <laughs> register that she's straight i know that this is i hear a lot of bi people say this and i know that's not true it's just like this this <laughs> thing we imagine to be true we're like well nobody's really straight Nobody's really sure. We're like, you know, it, it, just because she hasn't said that she wants to go out with me okay, doesn't mean that. that she doesn't want to go out with me. I'm going to so. go with that. I'm going to go with that for right now. We're going to talk about that later, but... <laughs> But yeah, but just, you know, just because they don't, everybody doesn't, she doesn't look like Kelly Rowland doesn't mean that she's not the one for you. Uh, because right now, are you dating women that look like Kelly Rowland? Right, so, why, so, so why are you picking Kelly Rowland when you get online? Because... It's not different when you get online. You're still going to be you're still going to be you in our society, um, and you need to go for uh, all different women. I'm not saying don't click on her. I'm not saying don't say hi, 
I'm just saying you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket because of the fact that uh, she's going to have a lot of choices and you can't get your heart all bent up on one picture when you don't even know this person. So try different women um, because of the fact that, you know, and again, I don't want you to say I'm saying go for women that you don't find attractive because I really think I really believe you have to be 100 percent attracted to the person that you're that you want to go out with. I'm not telling anybody to settle. I'm just saying that there are a lot of fantastic women out there. And sometimes they don't get a shot just because of the fact that they don't look like your Kelly Rowlands and your Megan Thee Stallions and, and things of that nature. Most of us are just regular people. We just have regular jobs. We can't spend all day working on our figure and have a makeup team. We just look like regular folks. And that's what I'm trying to encourage you or remind you of um, that having the prettiest woman in the room shouldn't be the goal. It should not be the goal because yeah. It's, there's so much more to life than that. And I, 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 sometimes I feel sorry for those really, really beautiful women because they get so much, they, people, people just want them just because of the way that they look. So if they, if you were to ask them, what are their, what's their heart and soul about? They'd probably be like, I don't know, but she's cute. Um, so everybody has their trials and tribulations. So I don't want you to think I'm hating on beautiful women. I know that they go through their stuff too. I know. Well, yeah, it's true. And the good news for them is that, you know, age will level that out and eventually you'll get to a point where people will like yeah. you for you. <laughs> Don't worry, it's coming. <laughs> but it's interesting. I love that as a founder of the site that you set up the site in a way that is a better user experience for everyone. Right. Because there's a lot of cute people who don't mess with, you know, great lighting yeah. and air Yes. and everything because yes. a lot of us look like models under the right conditions oh sure everybody <laughs> can be cute but it's like what are you going to look like when I wake up and that's what I want to know you know that way I'm not shocked and I'm not jumping like oh my goodness um and I'm joking <laughs> but the reality of the, the reality of it is I have had a choice between a beautiful woman that everybody if you met this person, you'd be like, you didn't pick her. What is wrong with you? And a woman that was, she was cute too. She was mad cute, but she wasn't the, the 10 that everybody describes like the, right. and I chose the other woman because we had more in common. We had conversations where she listened to me. Um, and to me, that was real. And I didn't just pick this other person just because she was pretty. And I did her a favor though, because of the fact that, you know, somebody picking you just because you're cute is not going to give you a relationship that's going to last very long. So. And that's a really, really good point that when you quote unquote reject somebody, you're actually kind of freeing them up so mm -hmm. that they can find a partner that they're better suited for. So Absolutely. that the person who really, really wants to be with them and appreciate all facets of them can yes. find them. Exactly, exactly. And that's in those are the, we want to be we want to be your wing woman. I mean, even on the site, if somebody says hello to you, and you're just like, you look at the profile, and you're thinking that's not really me, there's something that you can choose that it'll basically speak for you and say, hey, um, I'm not really interested in going any further with this. And there's different things that can be said, but you can we can let them down easy for you. And we and, and like you said, we want to encourage them to just keep asking people out because sometimes I, I hate to say it so mechanical but sometimes it's about numbers. If you ask one person out in a year and they say, no, you're not going out this year. But if you ask 10 mm. women out, 
you may get somebody that will say yes. And it could end up being something extremely fantastic. You've got to get over that fear for one thing. And again, that's why we created some different things to help you get over that fear. But sometimes you just need to go for it. If you see somebody, you want to say hello, just, just be honest. You don't have to, you don't have to give them some kind of crazy pickup line. We, we definitely need to do uh, something on the site. What's your craziest pickup line you've ever heard? You could just say, hey, I heard your voice and I really like the way your voice sounded. I love the things that you were saying and just leave it at that. Um, and she may say yes, she may say no, but you've got to take the chance. I have three rules. It's called the three T's. Try, take risk, and take care of you. So in that situation, I always just say take a risk. The, the, I have asked a ton of women out and they haven't all said no. So woo. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you get to that point? Because so often you get more comfortable with the idea of That's being it. approached. Mm -hmm. Have you found that a lot of women struggle with that or does it kind of depend? Like if you are a more brave, yeah. aggressive femme type of person, you probably yeah. don't have a problem, but have you noticed people really struggling with that? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And being a, being a little bit more aggressive just because of time. And like I said, getting the nose and saying, Hey, you know what? She just said no, and I'm still alive and I'm fine. I still got a job, I still got a house, the world didn't end, in other words. So just asking and getting those no's helps toughen up your skin a little bit. Um, so as far as learning how to do that, again, we, again, I have, I have a workshop. Well, I'm working on a workshop. I'm not going to say it's ready yet, but we do have a workshop when we talk about how do you approach? How do you do that? Because a lot of women, our society is so set up and under that, uh, the heterosexual men ask the women that mm -hmm. somehow it made it our way into, it made its way into our world. Um, and so there are right now, there are studs that if a, if, if a woman asks them out, they're just like, I'm supposed to ask you out, what are you doing? Um, mm. So it's like, they, they will say no, just because she said something to them. So that's something that we have to fight. So if you get brave and you ask a stud out and they say no, just because you're not in your role, that's something that's gonna mm. stop us. There's a lot of things that stop us. Like I said, the, 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 the heterosexual thing of the boy asking the woman is another thing that stops us because of the fact that we are used to the, the male energy or the masculine energy asking the female energy out. And we got to get away from that as well, because, you know, masculine, I have a lot of masculine energy. I've had that and I'm not, I don't want to talk about people, but I'm just saying I've been in relationships with men before because before I came out and I was, the, I was the dude in the relationship. So even though I had on stilettos, I was still the dude. Um, so, yeah. you know, so that, so that masculine feminine stuff doesn't really work uh, definitely in, in our world. The, the thing is, there's just so many, there's just so many things. What it comes down to for me is just getting that confidence up. So we've got a lot of different things on our site to help you build with confidence, but also we will, we have coaches that are available to make you sit back and say, okay, why is it so hard for me just to ask this person out? Mm -hmm. Once we answer that question, we can get over the hurdle. If we know what the danger is, we can work to get over the huddle. It's, and, and they're not the only ones. There have been so many times where I, in the beginning, when I first started out, I did all the wrong things. And I just, I was just like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And it was just silly stuff that I did to try to make myself nervous. I make myself know, let her know that I wanted to be with her. But it's like, you can't, you can't be sitting around saying, well, I dropped a hint. Maybe she'll take, ask me out. <laughs> 
That's not well, work. I've seen that. I've seen those those memes crack me up. I've seen a ton of them. And it's usually young lesbians mm-hmm. talking about how they're struggling to meet other lesbians. Yeah. And but they will show the way they show people they're interested. And it's insanely subtle. Yeah. And I'm like, you think you have trouble yeah. finding women who are interested in you. No. Yeah. But how many women have you asked out? Right. That Usually just the answer it. is zero. Okay, well, I need you to ask them out first before right. you start thinking that nobody wants to be exactly. with you. Just like peering over your book in a cafe and like saying yeah. like, oh, I like your hair. I mean, these are so, this is another confusing thing because I think it would be a little, well, I don't know for sure, but I imagine it's a little easier for cis men who are gay Mm -hmm. because there's so many rules about how men aren't supposed to be affectionate with each other and they're not supposed to compliment each other on things so maybe it would read more gay if you did that as a man but women say that stuff to each other all the time yes how how is anybody supposed to know right that's (laughs) you sending a message like it's Exactly, exactly. You have to just say something. We have got to get away to those subtle, we've got to just stop being subtle and we have to say what we want. Again, it goes back to how women are in America when we, you know, if if you and I were to run into each other, um, we would both say, oh, I'm so sorry. Even though let's say that you, let's say it was your fault, right? You slammed the door open, but I would say, I'm sorry too. That's true. Have to be, you know, we have to be subtle and, and always, you know, all of this stuff. We have really, we've got to stop being afraid to just say it um, because you'll never get what you want if you don't ask for it, if you don't go for it. Um, And also we need to recognize when women are flirting with us because girl, I went on a date one time and didn't know it until three weeks later. The, the whole day, the whole day, it <laughs> didn't even know it was a date. No, no. Okay, so in my defense, in my defense, <laughs> I was working for a company and I was the client and often they take us out to dinner. But I realized like three weeks later, everything that we did that night was something that I loved to do and I had casually mentioned. And this person, it was it was a fantastic date. That person never said anything to me. But then when I think about the gestures. And I think about the subtle things, like you said, I was like, oh man, they were flirting with me. And I I didn't, (laughs) yeah, it was too subtle. And also I wasn't looking for it. Okay. I wasn't looking for it either. So I was just like, okay, this is just what they do for everybody. And it it was not, they don't take the client to (laughs) to see a handmade merry-go-round by the city. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That was a date. And I didn't know until like three weeks later. It is is so interesting because I do (laughs) see a lot of toxic kind of heteronormative stuff has definitely made its way over. And I find a lot of, I just have met in my experience, a lot of women who were really into that traditional toxic mm-hmm. masculinity. Yeah. I have never worn heels for a man in my life. Right. But right. I, I can't say I've never worn heels for anybody. It happened. There might have also been an apron involved. <laughs> but that's what those were the rules. Okay. She said she liked feminine women i'm not laughing at you i'm just saying we've all been there right we've all been there i have done it too because i had abandoned the sexy uh girl thing by the time i met the person she was the love of my life but she wanted that she wanted that feminine thing so i would my clothes were a little bit tighter 
a little cuter. And I stopped doing that. I don't do that anymore. But again, we've all been there. We have Yeah, all yeah. Um, For some yeah. reason, it seems fresh or new and less offensive at first coming yeah. from a woman. Yeah. And then after a while, you're like, wait a minute. This is like the same thing I already rejected yep. 10 years ago. Why am I doing this? Exactly, exactly. And I think that's because a lot of us have accepted that we have, uh, when, I, when I first came out, I was really fascinated uh, by this woman that was just super cute. She looked like she was one of those she looked like she was one of those star moon chicks in the car, you know, in the, oh, you know, yeah. what I'm talking about. She, she had the hair and everything. It was just like, wow, she's a, she came to life. Um, but somebody told me that somebody actually came to me that was gay and said, you can't like her. And I was like, why not? I'm like, wait, you're gay. Why are you? They were like, well, she, she's, she's really feminine and you are too. And I was like, Ugh. okay. Ugh. These rules are ridiculous. These are ridiculous. I didn't turn my back on society to say, I am going to date women goodbye to get into our world and then get back into boy girl lines. I don't care if you're a stud that likes to date studs, femme that likes to date femmes, mix it up a little bit. And I'm kind of in between. I'm not a stud or a femme. Uh, but so I will date either one if they if they it stimulate me intellectually it's on and popping okay right uh, but it's like none of that matters because when it all comes down to it if you do identify as a woman we're all women so what difference does it make uh, what we're wearing um, I right. told you there there's this this chick on TikTok and this happened like four months ago but she said she did a video and she said I thought a stud that had box braids said something and I was like first of all what I mean so you really think you really think that a a stud or a masculine facing woman is not a real stud whatever that means if they have box braids are you kidding me that's so it just it just it's it, too I, many rules for it's, me it's, it's, it's too, too many, many rules. rules but it's self-hatred it's self-hatred mm. because if you're seeing somebody with a, a feminine trait or characteristic and you have offense to that Mm. The pro what you're doing is you're doing what the, the men used to do when they saw gay men. And when, when they would see a gay man, they would call him a sissy or they'd call them the F word or they would, you know, they would say you throw like a girl. It's still misogyny, no matter how you look at it. So, yeah, that's a good point. It's so interesting because I do see a lot of internalized misogyny. And then sometimes actually it feels different when you see someone who just is not a cis woman. Right. There's a difference between a cis woman with internalized misogyny mm -hmm. and someone who just is non-binary or is transmasculine. It seems to be a different vibe and it's almost a way you can be in a partnership with a man, like you said, mm -hmm. in your past relationships before mm -hmm. you came out mm -hmm. and you were still allowed to be yourself and you were able to express your masculine energy mm -hmm. and it wasn't an issue with that man who didn't nope. have that same level of, you know, internalized misogyny. So it's right. really fascinating to know that you can see somebody struggling with misogyny more inside the lesbian community than you might yeah. elsewhere. Exactly. It's, I read this. I don't actually, let me stop lying. Did I read this? This might've been <laughs> in a movie. You know okay. what? I think maybe somebody said it in Lovecraft. So I finally saw all of them. <laughs> oh, didn't they yes. say at some point in there that once you really do a good job of subjugating a people, they will oppress themselves? Yes. So once they fully internalized this negative messaging, mm -hmm. it just runs itself. And it so does. sometimes people who are in the dominant group yes. oh my God. might actually have less issues with mm -hmm. the 
internalized oppression than people who were in the oppressed group. So I see men all the time, cis men, who mm-hmm. are more open about how yes. femme people can present themselves. Mm-hmm. And then you meet these studs who are like, no, nope, no, nope, these that, are the rules. These, these are, are the, the rules. rules. I mean, you know what? It's like, there again, TikTok, this one woman got on there. She was like, look, I just want to be gay. Whoever made up all these rules? <laughs> I guess I'm not going to be, I, I died laughing because I was like, yes. I mean, I told you, there, there have been times when I've walked into a space and there are other masculine presenting women and they looked at me like I was about to try to steal their girl. This mm. isn't a fight. First of all, just because you think your girl's cute doesn't mean that I do. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, flash. <laughs> first of all, just letting you know. But also, because we are bisexual, lesbian, trans women, it doesn't mean that we want every woman that we see. There's, you know, you-, you Can we say that again down. for the people in the back? Because people just really, <laughs> they just don't believe, they don't get it. They think bi, they think pansexual means, mm-hmm. oh, is it breathing? Or you know what, is if it isn't breathing, we, no. we probably want a piece of that. And that is not <laughs> at all what it means. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, heterosexual pe- women, they don't get up every day and every man that they see they want to sleep with. So I don't understand why people think uh, what it is. I think they're telling on themselves. I think they watch too much porn and they've let who we are be formed by watching porn all the time. Right. Which was generally speaking, probably yeah. created by some hetero person who has a lot of issues yes, so it, exactly. or it was never even meant to really tell you anything about how people really right. are right. it's just all extremes and stereotypes mm-hmm. it's yes. not real it's not it's not but you can't tell people that this is why people don't know the difference between lesbians and this is why and bisexual this is the why right. people think bisexuals will cheat on them because they've seen so many porn videos showing the, the, a man will walk in and then they just go with it. Yeah, they lose that their is, mind in the presence of a penis because they're yeah. so freaking magical, and apparently. I'm sorry, because the bisexuals I know are not like that at all. <laughs> they yeah, are it's, 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 it's the truth of the matter is, well, I don't know if, it, of course not everybody's like this, but I think in a sure. lot of ways, you often find somebody maybe more attracted to the sexual energy of one gender, mm-hmm. but maybe the like nesting energy of another. Right, right. And I yeah, like, please, anybody, I don't know, maybe somebody thinks penises are magic, but <laughs> not this somebody. Like, no. it's just another genital. It's not that exactly. serious. It's not going to distract you from a relationship that you are enjoying being monogamous in. If you were never monogamous, Yes. That's a different thing. Not right. some people are not monogamous, and chances are they told you that in the beginning, yes. and you didn't listen. People don't want to believe people when they tell them what they want at the beginning yes. of the relationship. They don't. What is that about? I don't even understand that. I don't understand. A that. lot of denial. A lot they of didn't denial. Want to be mad. Yeah. Well, you know, women often think we can, we can fix you. That's what. Mm-hmm. I'm just to be honest with you. A lot of women think that they can fix somebody, but there's nothing wrong with them you know, not want to be monogamous, at least they're honest with you. And they tell you what they want. There's if they have accepted that's who they are, and they decided who they want to be, that is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with them. You shouldn't try to feel like you can fix somebody. That's something we definitely need to abandon. I think black women plus and I'm not saying all women don't struggle. So please don't reach out to me and say when you said, but I think black women, we have always been put in the role of taking care of everybody else. Even when it came to slavery, we had to take care of our children. We had to take care of the everybody in the slave houses. We had to take care 
of the master's children. We always have to take care of everybody. We don't have to save anybody anymore, y'all. We don't have yeah. to. Yeah. We don't have to do that. Save it's yourself. Insane take how care well of- we've been socialized to believe yep. that that's our responsibility and that's yep. our gift. Mm-hmm. Because you even see it. It's so funny. I don't know if you saw all that. Aunt Jemima stuff at the beginning of the year. Yes, yes. And what was really mind-boggling to me was some people still trying to argue that we were stealing. And by we, I mean like people who realize it's 2020. Uh, Even though, honestly, they should have changed a lot of that imagery eons ago. And they were really out of control for pretending they just noticed that some people Mm -hmm. were tired of like this mammy stuff. They they took the scarf off of her head and they thought it was all good. And then Yeah, when they gave her a perm, it was like, oh okay. But she still looked like the hell technically. She did. So it's like, but some people were arguing like, oh, that's such a huge part of my childhood. And I loved my mammy, whatever mammy's name was. You know, people said real names, but they're like, I loved my Miss Sally who gave up time with her children to come across town to raise my ass. Like, of course, they don't see that part, right? (laughs) Right, But I'm like, I hear what you're saying. But what I'm hearing is this lady had her own kids. Right. And they didn't get to spend nearly as much time with their mother as you did. And you still don't understand that Mammy had her own Mm storyline and her own family. And you still only understand her in relation to how she served you and comforted you and guided you. Amen. And that's super gross. Like get with it, like being so self-absorbed. There are just so, so many people that are still like that. The final scene in Lovecraft Country, I had heard some people say like it was too much, it was over the top. Oh no! I'm fantastic. sorry, it resonated. And when it the did. little girl said, "You still don't get it," like, honey, no, we are not interested in existing to serve you and to help you. Exactly. Ain't nobody trying to help you after you just killed this other woman. Like, get with it. But right. people really do believe through years of training and brainwashing mm-hmm. slash mm-hmm. being socialized to dig white supremacy that mammy just wants to take care of you yeah mammy wants nothing more than to you know wet nurse your babies and wipe Mm. your ass like that gives her so much purpose gives her purpose in life she was happy she loves it she's just the only she's smiling because somebody drew her smiling that that, you know you're not going to see that i mean my mom was never somebody's mammy but she cleaned people's houses and they treated her the same way they treated her like she was just a part of she was just a part of the atmosphere that they needed to be validated in their race. I actually went over and started babysitting for them as well. And literally, I couldn't do it for very long because it literally, when I walked in the door, I heard, let's play, let's play. And that was just sort of like my command. And I had to play with them all the time. I went and I stayed all day with the woman. She had three children. She had just had a baby. So I was supposed to keep her two older kids busy. That woman, I stayed there for eight hours. That woman gave me $3. And this was in like the 80s. It wasn't in 1892. You know, when you really believe that a whole group of people exist to serve the group of people you belong to, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was a tip. Yes. Because apparently you you were born for this. You were yeah. born to serve me. Y'all love this stuff. Yeah, and I should be. I treated I you like family. I didn't try and drag you behind the truck or anything. Like right. this is a I, tip. 
Exactly. I didn't call you the N word. Like, yeah. 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 Even yeah. though it's like how many people have been called that on the job? Like, uh, yeah, everybody. absolutely. And I, I'm pretty sure I was called that when I wasn't there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, you know, but yeah, absolutely. We are told that we should be subservient and we should feel lucky for the little bit that we have. And I just, you know, I, I just don't like that. I mean, you know, I told you uh, one time before that the reason that I created the site is because I listened to a video of one of the other big site creators. I won't say their name. They said that that black people as a whole are only chosen 13% of the time. And you know, what I heard in the back of my head was, Oh, you're cute for a black person. So I'll date you. That's what I heard mm-hmm. in my head. Yeah. And so I wanted to create a space where we don't have to be cute for a black person. I just want to create a space where people could come in and say, okay, I want to find somebody that can hang, I can hang out with, I can really talk to, I can have great conversations with, uh, because being uh, Black shouldn't hurt you, it shouldn't work against you for getting a partner. And that's, mm-hmm. again, why I created the site, because we are uh, fantastic people. We have been through a lot. We have survived a lot. And if we keep believing in our power, if we create, create, keep creating our own spaces, and again, this is not about segregation. This is just about saying we are worthy to have our own. I think mm-hmm. that's what that's what we need to do. I think that's how we will create the normalcy that I want to create. I want people yeah. to see African American women in the LGBT community as a normal thing. You see all those women when they see the Ellen Show, and they're all just like. They don't care that she's she's gay, and I yeah, want, she's I, you just know, a person. She's just a person, and I want that normalcy for us because we deserve that. We need more than being paid less than somebody else, and we also need to be valued in spaces. It shouldn't just be I'm just going to go because the door is open. I need to go in that door knowing when I walk in there, nobody's going to say, "Oh, there's only one black person here." Um, there's organizations that I am a part of that I have stopped uh, participating in because of the fact that I was only the only black person to show up and or when they needed a black person. To oh, yes. Speak. Or when they needed, a, especially this year. Yeah. It's like, I literally don't have the bandwidth <laughs> or the time or at this point, the emotional energy to be right. your. I can't be your token black. I can't. Yeah. Like who has, who has time for that anymore? And it's gotten so boring and it's been, it's somebody posted on LinkedIn today, the people magazine, you know, said that not people time magazine said that 2020 was the worst year ever. And this person who wrote this post was a a white gentleman. And he said, okay, but that begs the question for (laughs) whom? (laughs) For whom? Yeah, it was a bad year. But he's like, do you think it was worse than, you know, think about the Rwandan genocide, like things in our lifetime. That was a bad freaking year. Hello. Terrible year. How about the kids that are still in cages who haven't seen their parents in a year who might never see their parents again, who are being sexually assaulted every other day? Exactly. Who's having the worst year? It was really like for us though, for us, for comfortable us, part of the dominant group, things Mm -hmm. got bad for us and we couldn't, we can't even go to the beach. You know, it's just that (laughs) self-absorbed. Oh my God. Right. Right. And I have never had the luxury of doing that in my life ever. And I would like to, I, I just would love for us to have that option to sit back and just say, 
okay, you know, I, you know, I had a bad day and I, I need to be mad about it. And all it was is maybe you lost somebody's account or you spilled your coffee on your shirt instead of it being something like, I am not getting paid as much as other people, or I didn't get a job because I'm black or And there's like nothing that. I can do about it. There's nothing. nothing I can do about it. Or nothing. my child was murdered because they were broken down the side of the road and they asked for help. And oh. there's nothing I can do about it. And exactly. there will be no justice. Exactly. Like that's exactly. a level of frustration that people can't comprehend. And it's like yeah. on top of that, I don't need to struggle to right. find love. And I don't need to be on a site that isn't made for me where people right. are going to keep asking me, are you black? Right. People have issues. Mm -hmm. I, I've been married for years, but when yeah. I was on dating sites, people would ask me all the time if I was black because they felt like the profile didn't match their concept of blackness. I wasn't posting crazy pictures with like a bunch of flash. I'm like, this is, this is black. This is what black looks like. Exactly. Um, I don't know. Some people, what they really meant was, are you black American? Mm -hmm. Because maybe they felt like they were getting a different kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, if you don't understand that the diaspora is very diverse, oh my then gosh. I don't even want to go out with you. Like, right. I don't want to be your experiment. I don't right. want to just like go away. I just, I definitely want to have it. I don't want to have to coach you on why my hair is coiled. I don't want to do any of that stuff. Exactly. Who wants yeah. to? And that's yeah. the thing that I think a lot of people are like pushing back and bristling against mm -hmm. is this concept that we're tired and we don't even want to explain it to you anymore. Right. We're just going to create a safe space. But exactly. uh, I, I really, I've had to call out a bunch of people who call themselves anti-racist that say, well, how are we making progress if you're over here making your own thing? And I'm just like, there's so many issues with you having the gall to ask me that question. Oh my gosh. You know, Google's not broken. Look it up for yourself. Figure out why I feel the need to create safe spaces. Exactly. We saw this year with the pandemic that chronic stress from racism made black people more likely to die in 2020. Yes. I don't have any interest in elevating white feelings above mm -hmm. my own life. Exactly. And if you think I'm going to feel guilty yeah. because I'm trying to preserve my life and live my life and experience joy, yeah. maybe I want to have some basic ass problems. Right. I'd love that. I would love it just to be something. I mean, one day I did have a basic ass problem and I was like, I, when I was writing it out on Facebook, I was like, and I realized it's a champagne problem. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Hill was coming, right? I click on the link and the tickets were sold out. And I was like, I can't believe I clicked on this link. And then I was like, I don't have jobs. But you then... know what? I my argument is that that is revolutionary because as a black woman, you had right. a basic problem moment. Yes. That was one of my favorite parts of Lovecraft Country. At first, I felt some type of way about that oh. lady wanting to be white. I was like, oh, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. But then yeah. when she experienced it, I'm like, okay, I know what you mm -hmm. mean. The mm -hmm. stress, you yeah. wanted a true breather. Yes. But maybe back then, yeah. the only way to do that was to like have a spell cast that you get to be white for a day. Right. But now,
now what we could do is just create our own safe spaces. There we go. And then you can have whatever you want. If you want to come hang out with us, come come with us. I want you there. But if it's a situation where we're going and we have to feel uncomfortable, I'd rather just stay in my own space. The reality of it is we have to create those spaces um, and so that they can understand that what we do is good. The only fear that I always have is just like you said with the, with the gay bars where you get in there and you're the only lesbian in the lesbian bar. Um, so that can, that that becomes a thing as well because our culture has been stolen often. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't want to have a website where, like I said, there's no black women on the site because this right. is the space, this is a space for them to feel safe. But again, if you're listening to this and you are a white woman that dates black women, you are so welcome to come on because I want people on there that find black women beautiful and intelligent and amazing like I do. But if you're on there just to see um, what they're like and just to, you know, do an experiment. Yeah. Just, we don't no. want you there, but that's, right. and that's not just, that's not, you know, again, that's not to talk about one race. There are a lot of people that do that. There are people there, there are black women that aren't sure where they want to be sexually. And I do not invite you to my site. If you're on my site, just experimenting with people, because that's not what we're there for. We're not your, right. we're not your right. experiment. We deserve to be loved with truth, just like anybody else. That's why the, the theme in my site is love in the light, because we are not going to be, we should not have to love in the dark. Everything that's done in the dark is going to come to the light anyway. So you might as well live your life out loud and bright and, and beautiful. And again, for the women that are not out, doesn't, doesn't mean that I don't love you. I love you to death, but I want, I'm not going to say, but I love you to death. I do. There is a time and a space for, for everybody. And if you go to a space where all the women are out or want to be out, this isn't the place for you because that's going to be scary for you because you cannot upload your profile if it doesn't have a picture on there. You actually have to have your real name on here. You can't be love boat number one. You know, you got to right. have your real name on there. Um, so this is for women that are out. And again, it's not to say anything against women that are not out, uh, but there's a time and place for everything. And these women that have made the sacrifices to come out, they deserve to be with somebody that wants to be out. Now, and there are other, there are gay women out there that would prefer to meet somebody in the closet. Because the thing about it is, there's a lopsidedness to that because they can pretend to be your best friend and they can come to all your cookouts. But when you're at home and you're not out with them, that means they can be out with other people too. Right. You can't say anything because... You're, you're, you have your safe life and that's what you kept. So they get to keep whatever they have out there. So it works against you, but I am not saying to anybody listening to this, that you need to come out. You don't, you don't ever have to come out. If I had to come out one minute before I did, I would not be out right now. So you Mm -hmm. have to, you have to make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to make that decision on your own. But I wanted to create a space because of the fact that I saw friends of mine, they kept getting in relationships with people that weren't out and they were frustrated and they were upset all the time and they were angry. And then if the husbands found out there was always that, that, that possibility of somebody getting hurt, there's a lot of emotions that goes into a relationship that, that, you know, that falling in love with somebody and you have that wonderful, warm feeling and basically, you know, you're in your safe life, they are getting the opposite of that because if they fall in love with you, they have to do everything by themselves. Mm-hmm. If they have a graduation, they got to go to that graduation with graduation without you. But if they want to go to a company party or whatever, they got to go without you. They may want to do something really special 
one night, but you can't go because it'll look funny or you have a man at home. So the, all the, you know, all the things that you get to keep, they get to, uh, they're either losing or they're keeping extramarital, either they're keeping because yeah. they're affairs. Um, and it's not really an affair because you can't make a commitment to them. And so they, they're like, that's fine. I'll go do what I want. Or they're over there hurting. And I just don't see how you can tell somebody you love them uh, when you ask them to live in a space of hurt all the time without you. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who don't identify as queer because for women, I think there's this big gray area that yeah. at least yeah. here in the U.S. And I notice, especially for black women, yes. there's all kinds of black women who've had same sex relationships yeah. who say they're not gay oh, and no, who don't identify as queer. Right. And they would do it again if there was some sort of a dick shortage, you know, you know, those people. Yes. But they don't see themselves that way. So they're not they part of the community. So right. for them, they don't understand mm -hmm. how hurtful it is for someone to basically through their actions say that your identity is less right. than. Exactly. But to me, it's the same as if you were to date someone who is ashamed to be seen dating a black woman. Exactly. And has to keep you as a side piece. And they're right. very attracted to you. And they'll... Mm -hmm you know, father children with you yeah. and you can be the second family, mm -hmm. but you know that less than messaging. Yeah, exactly. And because blackness so often is a bigger part of our identity, everybody should be able to understand that. Sure. Do you want to do that to another woman? You can't do that. So, I mean, there are plenty of ways you can be in the closet with other women in the same situation mm -hmm. who also don't, yes. they're not going to have that same sort of emotional right. trauma around exactly. something central to their identity being exactly. treated as less than like it needs to be hidden mm -hmm. people just need to be a little more careful about what they're doing to people like you said at the beginning what are you teaching people about love if this person is only ever going to love women and you are keeping them tied up emotionally with you when will they be free to find a woman who lets them fully experience love exactly that's so it. you just, you can't have side pieces willy nilly. These need to be conscious side piece selections. Like <laughs> I'm sure it can be done, but you have to put some intention into it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, no, no shade, no rush. If you don't no. want to come out or right. if you, you know, you love women, but you just still think you're straight. No. You know, um, yeah. but just you, you can't do that right. to other people. Yeah. yeah. You gotta get your head right. I, I was telling you one time about a, a woman that told me she was, physically, emotionally, and, and spiritually ready for love with, with me. And I didn't want any love. I was like, nope, we can just be friends. But she felt the need to tell me this. Okay, <laughs> congratulations. I still just want to be friends. But when it came down to it, because I still would, I'll still be anybody's friend. And I kept talking to her on the phone because I'll be your friend. After I talked to this person for about a month, she wasn't emotionally ready. She wasn't spiritually ready. When she talked to me, she would go into her room and she would lock the door. Mm. when she kept talking to me she kept talking about her ex-husband and then I kept asking questions because I asked tons of questions because I, I am all about communication it wasn't an ex-husband they were just separated so the only thing that she wanted was the physical so you know if you right. go to people and you say I just want to I just want to smash I just want to fuck there are going to be lots of gay women that are going to be out there just like all right where are we going to go where are we going to meet up right right I, I have caught people in in the bathroom sometimes you, you can't lie about 
that's something that I found. I've had crazy, crazy relationships with men and women that I found that men will do. They will act like you are the sun and the moon and the stars just mm-hmm. to get you, just to get you in bed. I um, hate. Doesn't yeah. everyone hate that? Yeah. So yeah. why would you do that to why anyone else? Just say what you want because right. there's even for these dudes. I'm like, if you would just say what you want, there are women that want that. Yeah. But then I noticed too that some of these same people who want all these casual relationships yeah. feel some type of way about the type of people who like casual relationships. They do. They judge them. They totally. So then they try them. and get quote unquote nice girls. Yeah. And they do that through lies and deception. Mm-hmm. But then I would say you really need to work through your own issues about your sexuality. Right. And how you are you a sex positive person? Do you understand that Ooh. having consensual sex does not make you a bad person? Because why are you running away from people who are ready to have casual consensual safer safer sex? And that's what you want. Yeah. So why, why are you, you lying to these other folks who don't want that? Again, it comes back to it, com- it comes back to that self hatred and what you think about yourself because you don't want to be that person that's sleeping around. Mm. I I will just tell you, you know, I've been that person that slept around and I I made that choice. But when I was done with it, I was done with it. But you know, again, I got what I wanted when I wanted it, and when I was done with it, I was done with it, and nobody got hurt because we both knew what it was. <laughs> I think it is really hard for people to just be honest. So again, it starts with knowing who you are, knowing what you want, having those conversations, the having honest conversations. And I think a lot of times people think they want somebody to have an honest conversation, but people mm-hmm. always, when the people meet me, they they're like, oh you you're this 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 and then when I continue to have those honest conversations they're like why are you always <laughs> because I'm always honest I mean right. I never, I'll never go at somebody and say you're a bad person I'll just say this is how I feel when you did this that's how I talk to people I never tear people down but I always have honest conversations but it helps me weed out the people that aren't supposed to be in my life so if you want something hot and quick go for it. But if you want a real relationship, you got to talk to each other. And who knows? I have seen those relationships where everybody was like, okay, well, those two people were like, it's just a one night stand. Okay, no problem. And then they end up catching feelings for each other. And it's probably because they became each other's friends first. And that's mm-hmm. why it happened. Yeah. That's why it happened. Yeah. There's just so many things. There's just so many things about relationships that we've learned from society that is, is jacking us all up. That's why, you know, people will come to me and they'll say, well, I don't want to join because uh, dating sites don't work. Well, I don't want to blame the victim because I, I agree there are a lot of things on dating sites that just don't work. They don't work toward communication and all of that. But also, are you using the site the way it was intended to be used? Mm, uh, so when, right. you get on, when you get on, because when you get on my site, you are actually supposed to put a ton of profile pictures and you're supposed to put things about yourself. If you never showed up to any of those free sessions that I include with your membership, if you never put anything on your site, but one picture, and never, all you have is your profile and you don't add anything, who is going to look at you? Every time they look at your profile, it's the same thing. You haven't added anything. So you do have to work toward a relationship. You have to work toward people talking to you. So again, I, don't, I, I am not a fan of a lot of the dating sites, but also are you using it the way that you should be using it? Are you just getting on there and you're just looking at people but not talking to anybody? Well, that's one reason why it's not working because you're not talking to anybody. You said that earlier, right? right. You're not saying anything. You can't say, oh, well, she'll get a notice that I looked at her profile and she'll talk to me. You got to talk to her. <laughs> yeah, and how is that interesting? I mean, that's another thing. If people notice that you're not even willing to do any work to meet them. Yeah. Well, that's a deal breaker for a lot of people because relationships are 
work. They are. So what are you looking for if yes. you don't even have the emotional energy to post some photos? Exactly. Hello? <laughs> like maybe you're too tired right now. And right. I know like life can be exhausting. And mm -hmm. if you got out of a bad relationship, yes. maybe you need a break. Yes. Maybe you need to recoup. Because you if you're exhausted and trying to date, you're going to be short tempered. Right. How can you draw a partner when you don't even have the energy to write a description on your profile? <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. it's not. It's not. And, I, and if you're at the point where you're too tired to try, don't join the site. And I know I, I shouldn't get on things and say, don't join my site. But if you're too tired, you got to get yourself centered. And I'm not saying you got to get yourself perfect, but you have to get yourself centered. And you also have to put forth the effort. Right. Um, one of the things that you'll notice is that when you want to date somebody, nobody's interested in you. But then when you get somebody, um, everybody is interested in you. And it's because of the fact that you're putting forth more effort. Yeah. That's what always happens. And they may have came to you and got you out of that slump. And now that you have somebody, you're dressing up more and you don't have to dress up to get somebody, but you know what I'm saying? You're putting yeah. your, your energy changes too. Yes, that's it. Your energy changes. And then they gravitate towards you. And you're thinking to yourself, where were all of y'all when I was needing a date? You know? <laughs> well, it's a funny thing. Like I tell my, I tell my partner, I tell my husband, like, you don't need to wear a ring. Cause that's, that's that when the vultures yes. come out. Exactly. I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> you don't even have to wear it. It's true. That's a shame, but it's the truth. It's a shame, it's the truth. They just want to see, oh, okay, what, what do they have going on? Yeah, so, they, know, people seem to want to know, like, um, what did this other person think was worth time, right? right but then right. it also does change the energy because you're not as thirsty. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when you are lonely not to seem... Mm -hmm. desperate yeah but if you are working on being cool with your own company mm -hmm. enhancing your friendly relationships that you have in your life getting all the areas of your life going so that you don't feel as distraught that your romantic sure. life isn't what you want sure. it to be then right. you don't have to be all thirsty because it's don't. not the be all end all it's not it totally is not the real the reality of it is that you are enough and if you right. never got somebody, if you never get anybody, you are enough. The universe loves you. We love you and you are enough. So you don't have to rush. Um, you know, again, the being thirsty thing is, is, is a trip. Uh, the other side of the thirsty thing that I just, I just want to say, if you get on the side and somebody says, Hey, how are you doing? I, you know, I, I heard you in the session the other day. I really like your thoughts. Don't say, okay, well, I can't reply for another three hours because somebody made up this crazy dating rule about yeah, being no. If you like the, if you like, I'm sorry for calling everybody a chick. I'm so old. But if you like the chick, <laughs> if you like the chick, just say hello back and you can do it immediately. You don't have to wait. 4.3 hours before you say something. If they, you know, if y'all exchange numbers, you don't have to wait three days before you respond. If, if it's important enough for you to read in that moment, you need to respond. And if you read it and be like, oh gosh, she's bothering me, let her know, hey, I'm not really interested in taking this further. But, you know, have that communication from the beginning because you're missing out on so much because the other, the other side of it is that a lot of us have taken that as a silence as that's a no. Mm -hmm. uh, so we won't even try anymore. And then you're wondering why, oh, I met with this person and, and then they ghosted me. Well, they got tired of you playing games. Or, right, right. You know, and, then, and, then, and again, that's not always the case. Sometimes people ghost people because they don't know how to start a relationship. So there's different sides to that. Yeah. But 
Well, some of it is, you know, I, I don't play games. If you don't want to talk to me, guess what? You don't have to. Right. <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, because that's that. the thing. I think after yeah. a certain age, most people are tired of the game playing. Yes. And some people didn't want to play games in the first place. Like you said, right. it's something you heard somewhere mm-hmm. that you can't respond to fast. Mm-hmm. If that's how you communicate, just be you. Just yes. do you. Yes, do so you. that if you do draw somebody, it'll be somebody who was drawn to you just doing what comes naturally. And you won't have to lose a lot of energy trying to jump through hoops and remember, what is this persona again that I'm doing? Oh, I'm aloof. And I like take a long time to respond to text messages. You know, like you don't have to do that. I saw some girl on TikTok and I am so old that honestly, I can't tell sometimes the difference between a completely staged post and somebody being sincere. So who knows if this is real? It seemed real, but the girl thought she'd been ghosted by somebody, but they had COVID. So sometimes people will fall off the app and something just happened in their life. Mm -hmm. It may not have anything to do with their desire to communicate with you. And so according to this TikTok, the girl pops up later, like two weeks later, I'm so sorry. I still want to go out and you know, all the hype is still there. Mm-hmm. But anytime somebody rejects you, the best thing to assume is that it's not personal and right. it has nothing to do with you. Exactly. And just exactly. don't worry about it and move on. Don't overanalyze right. it. Don't, don't. And that's so hard to do, but that is such great advice. It's such great advice because the reality of it is if they ghosted you because they decided they didn't like you, that's still their problem. That's you're still, true. You're still fantastic. So like you said, don't don't sit up obsess upon obsess on it and say, okay, well, why did they was I not this and I wasn't you know what? That's their problem. They they yeah. lost out and that's all there is to it. We have got to get used to the rejection that happens. And the, and the thing about it is nobody has ever started anything in their life that ended up being fantastic with everybody saying, yes, nobody ever went to the bank and said, I want to start a company. Well, here's a million dollars. That happens to only a few people, right? That doesn't happen to everybody. We work hard and we make it happen. And it's the same thing with relationships. I, I, I really want people to understand that relationships have to be worked on and they also have to be worked for. You have to show that you are um, open to a relationship, you can't be one of those people. One of the two, the phrase that I hate most the most is whatever, whatever. I hate that. When people mm-hmm. take that casual attitude about, oh, well, they didn't call me back, but whatever, whatever. But did you like them? Didn't you talk about Right, that right. What happened to that? Right. Why don't you find out what happened? Because like you said, what if they had COVID? What if they had an emergency? Somebody in their family passed away and they really were the only person to take care of the situation. You've got to you've got to try harder. We can't just keep saying, well, whatever, whatever. It just didn't work. You got to try. And I'm not saying try till your knuckles are bleeding because something's right. not meant to be. But you can't just give up just because one thing happened and you just decided, well, I just don't care. Right. Uh, if you try it and you, if you say, hey, you know, I hadn't heard from you a couple of days, what's going on? Um, and, you know, they say, you know, they give you some BS answer, you know, okay, this is just BS. Yeah. Um, if you, yeah, you can take that rejection and just say, well, it's their loss. And I think that's the hardest part. We are not used to, it's so funny as African-Americans, we're not used to rejection and that's crazy. Because we are, I know, right? Because it's constant, but then you're trained by the people who raised you, by everyone around you, right? To put up all these barriers to to prevent yourself exactly from being in a situation where you really have to feel that discomfort Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because there's so many uncomfortable things we already have to sit with. But just like that, trying to be hard all the time, oh, it's exhausting. 
you have to be so, so strong to yeah. really be able to feel the disappointment and to admit to yourself, mm -hmm. I wanted this to work. Right. I really like them and it hurts my feelings that they don't want to be with me. Agreed. But you know, the quickest way to get through a feeling is to feel it. So you can just say, yes. oh, that hurts and it's okay. And I'm still standing I'm next. Okay. You don't have to pretend that <laughs> no. you didn't care. For what? Mm -hmm. Everybody knows you're lying anyway. Right. They all know you cared about it, but you know, but I'm going to get over it. I so agree with you. Oh my gosh. I allow myself a certain amount of time to feel it. And then it's like, okay, Sean, let's get out of, let's get out of this. Then what are we doing next? And, and, and it didn't take me, it, I didn't get like that. I wasn't at 11 years old and saying, oh, he doesn't like me. I'm going to be all right. At 11 years old, I was fighting it. I was like, oh my God, right. I'll never love again. I'll never love again. <laughs> but, and eventually again, hearing the rejections and, and just feeling the emotion and then letting it go. I'm at the point now where I can ask somebody out. And if they say no, it's not a problem. And I even let, you know, I make sure that I'm nice to them, you know, when, it, when it's over. And so when they see me the next time, it's not like, oh, boy, you know, it's nothing <laughs> like that. It's nothing like, it's just not that serious. I asked you out. We didn't get to a wedding altar and you ran off. Right, right. I just asked you out. We have to really think about, okay, what is this really happening? This is just me asking this person out and they may say yes or no. And you have right. to be ready for the yes or the no um, and keep your life moving. You can't be scared to ask the next person. Um, if, you know, I always use that analogy. If you got food poisoning, you would stop. You would stop going to that restaurant where you got that food poisoning, but you wouldn't stop eating. Right. So. Right. So why do you say, oh, I was hurt by love twice. I'm never going to love again. You deserve better than that. You deserve more than that, because. Love is, is not going to be an easy thing. You can't spend the, the rest of your life being the lesbian martyr. You know, one thing doesn't work out. So I'm just never going to love again. And I'll just, I'll just sit quietly at parties and all this stuff. You can't, you can't do that. You can't stop loving life just because one thing didn't work out. hundred years old, you know, you know, like the Titanic and you're sitting, you know, sitting around as an old woman talking about, you know, this one guy that loved you or that one woman that loves you. You deserve so much. You deserve so much more. So we got to stop. Yeah. That. And that is a perfect, harder. perfect reference because that concept of yeah. love is intense and you only have one soulmate yeah, and you, don't. you have this first love that's so important. But you notice in a lot of these love stories that we've all been fed throughout childhood. Yes, yes. These people know each other for a hot fucking minute. They don't know each other. <laughs> It's like, that is not love. That is infatuation. And it's very it fun and it's very intense it and it, it doesn't last. It doesn't now, last. if Rose and Jack had stayed together for a while and then he died, she'd have been like, he was an asshole. You know, he was just a regular person, you know, like, but when you only know him for like a couple of days, of course he's perfect. Cause you don't know him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> And I am not the I am not the U-Haul lesbian. You don't move into my house just because we're dating. So I I basically I was I had the same thought process of you know you don't really 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 know me. You think you do, right? You know, you've never lived with me. You don't know me. But you're a hundred percent right. We're sold about that fairy tale. I I want to encourage people to find someone other than the one because there are other people. Mm. The one is supposed to be in your life, but sometimes the one isn't the person that you're going to end up with. I feel like 
the woman I told you earlier that was the love of my life, she was my one. But I think she came to this earth to teach me the lesson that I kept not learning. And mm -hmm. I learned I learned it after relationship with her. Um, and I'm always gonna be grateful to her spirit for that. Um, but you know, you and there are people that I have been with since that I'm like, this person is this person is great. And I would have never experienced this if I would have said, oh no, I can only love this one person. I think the one is the finding the one, it's a subjective argument because um, you are supposed to be with someone, but it doesn't always necessarily have to be the one. I, I have this little joke that I do with my, when I have my sessions, um, I would say, let's talk about the one. And then I have a picture of a guy reading a book that says things that do not exist. And I'm like, <laughs> how can I bring this up to you? We're going to read from the chapter of... <laughs> I mean, it's so much more helpful to think that there, there are going to be many, like there yeah. isn't just one. And yes. sometimes I feel like your soulmate may end up being, it could be your child. Mm -hmm. It could be sure. your best your friend, best friend. Yes. you know, yes. and you see it sometimes because of course, a lot of parent child relationships are very close and very loving. Mm -hmm. But you've seen those ones where they are obsessed with each other. Like they're <laughs> yes. like, they really seem like they're two halves of one orange, yes, you know, yes. like they really were separated they, they somehow. They think the same, they think the same, they, they love the same stuff. It is so, oh, it's so true. So yeah, I believe that the, the one could be somebody other than your mate. I think that there are people that I've been with that I was tickled to death to be with and love being with them in that moment in my life, but I couldn't be with them now because I'm a different person. So right. I think we have to be open. That life partner could be, that person you end up marrying and, and being with, you're at your hundredth birthday and they're right beside you and all of that stuff, that can definitely happen. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying that we need to stop thinking it's always going to be that fairy tale that's been fed to us. You know, we're in right. a grocery store, I reach for an apple, she reaches for an apple <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, it's 11 <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Uh, I don't need you to ask her name before you, before you love her. <laughs> Making um, plans, yeah. moving in. <laughs> yeah. I love this. I hope everybody is really soaking in how distinct Sean's website is going to be from all the other dating sites you've seen. I mean, I don't, I haven't heard a lot of interviews from founders for dating sites, which tells you something right there. I don't think they give that many. It's usually like a team of people and the person is the commodity you know people are kind of just selling expectations that you can see it in the advertising people are sticking close to that fairy tale that we've been fed mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it, it's fun i mean that's why people put it out there sure. but to really have a founder who's thinking about the long term and the nuance of loving relationships and adding that social aspect helping people overcome the hurdles that they have to meeting other people. It just really sounds like what you're doing is revolutionary. And then how many websites are dedicated to women who love black women? Uh. Just this one. <laughs> Tell everybody, where do we find this site so people right. can learn more? Okay, so the site is called BeTrueBU.com. I have to tell you how to spell it. So it's B-E. T-R-U-E, but then the letters are B-U.com. You can find us just online, uh, any, anywhere online you can find us. You can find us on Instagram. We're out there and we're ready for you all to join and just try something different. Take risks, try something different. 
Don't walk into it thinking this is going to be match.com or other sites. Try something different and see what happens. We just want you to come on there, make some friends. If you find your, your life partner or your one, that's great. But my goal is to get you all in there so that you can make some friends, have some great conversations, laugh about stuff, win some prizes. Sometimes we do prizes and all of that. Um, it's just all about celebrating you as an African-American woman. Now, Again, if you are not African-American, it doesn't mean that we don't want you to join the site. We want you there as well. We definitely want you there as well. But because of the fact that we don't see ourselves celebrated, we have to have, it, it goes back to the, 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 the old saying of representation matters. So that's, that's what we're doing. We're representing us and we're celebrating us, but you're welcome to the party. You can come to the cookout. It's all good. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. I loved that conversation. I love that Sean challenges that lie we've been told since infancy that there's just one match out there for you. There's just one soulmate and other relationships are on some kind of hierarchical scale as far as importance or validity goes. And that really just isn't true. So giving yourself more room to enjoy and express love and affection in other contexts, freeing yourself up from the pursuit of your one and only can be really healthy. So I love that even though the people on Be True Be You are frequently going to be looking for a deeper connection, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be forever. A wonderful relationship can reach the end of its natural life and it doesn't mean that anything went wrong. Not everything has to last forever. But at the same time, we have to respect our desires. If we are at a point where what we want is a really intense focused connection with someone, then respect your own desires. But also respect when people tell you that what they're looking for and what you're looking for is not a match. Instead of setting ourselves up for disappointment, hoping that they will just realize that for us, they're going to change what they were looking for. I don't think anyone has to change what they're looking for. It's nice to be flexible. It's nice to be open to opportunities for love in a variety of manifestations. But if that doesn't feel right for you, respect your vibes. Always trust your vibes. Reach out to Sean on Instagram. All of the links are going to be in the show notes. And as a reminder, I still have openings for one-on-one -on -one coaching. The work with the one-on-one -on -one coaching, even though the tool that we use to get in touch with your intuition and what your body is telling you is body-centered eating, body-led eating, and mindfulness, it isn't about the food. That is just a practice to help you sharpen your skill of listening to yourself. In the end, what you end up having the capacity to do is sense what is right for you in real time, meaning improvements across the board in your life. With previous clients, this has meant everything from better sex, better jobs, better relationships. There is no area of your life that won't be affected if you go from not being able to sense or honor what you really want 
to being able to hear what your body is telling you and responding accordingly. Be sure to check out the link in the bio so you can get more details about the coaching program. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you next time.